Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard over the past twenty-four hours here on Five Sixty, the Joe. Where yet? I am Dan Day. I'm out on social media all over the place at Dan Day Radio, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and if there's ever demand, seriously, I will go on OnlyFans. That's a vow that I make to you and more to myself. Nonetheless, I make a vow that we're going to get to some of the Joe Rose Show talking to Zoo Miami's Ron McGill. Greeny, they're going to go live to the podium to hear Coach K give his retirement speech, even though he's still got a season in him. Then finally, Hawk is out, Joe Zagaki in, Crowder's still there, talking about UFOs. Right now, talking about some headlines. The Marlins lost their sixth in a row last night, falling to Pittsburgh 5-3. The two play again tonight at 7.05. Dan Marino says he is rooting for Bill Belichick to not beat his former coach Don Shula's all-time wins record in the NFL. Patriots coach is still 48 wins away from tying the record. Last night in the NBA playoffs, LeBron James suffered his first first round loss when a Phoenix defeated LA 113-100. Also ending their season, Portland as Denver defeated them 126-115. Tonight's NBA playoffs will see the Mavericks take on the Clippers at 9 with Dallas holding a 3-2 series lead on LA. Pat Riley addressed the media yesterday and said the Heat need some downtime after an exhausting year for the team. Miami faces an interesting offseason with cap space and free agency. The U.S. men's national team got a late goal to defeat Honduras 1-0 last night. They face Mexico in the CONCACAF final Sunday at 9 p.m. Tonight's NHL playoffs features Montreal versus Winnipeg at 7.30 with Montreal leading 1-0. Then at 10... Las Vegas will take on Colorado with the Avalanche leading 2-0 in the series. The Canes baseball team have just opened regional play against South Alabama in Gainesville. And now, let's go ahead and take a step into the day spa. (sighs) The highway was left blood red after an 18-wheeler full of tomatoes crashed in England. No catch-up for you. A British website is offering people $40 an hour to sunbathe and will even throw in some free garden furniture. Excuse me while I go apply. A woman has revealed that she prepares three meals a night to satisfy her picky family. Mom of the Year, while at the same time, Worst Family Members of the Year nominations. Studies show bees can figure out math problems. Great, now bees are better at math than me. Experts say it is equally acceptable to spell donuts D-O-N-U-T-S as it is D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T-S. Wait, there's donut experts? The Pentagon is expected to give their long-awaited UFO report to Congress. If 
finally, we're going to get into the UFOs in just a little bit on the Hawk and Crowder show because that's kind of what those guys do. But right now, we're getting the meat and potatoes from the Joe Rose show. They're talking to Zoo Miami's Ron Miguel about pythons, Dania Beach monkeys, and Zoo Miami. It's back. Are we going to get him outside the zoo for a second? We have to. Well, he's probably at the zoo. No, he is, right. but... Well, well, yeah, because he talks to the animals in the morning, drives right. around, and he's all, talking to us, right? They all talk this counts. To all right, Ron McGill going to join us here for a couple of minutes. Good morning, Ron. How are you, buddy? Good morning, gentlemen. Always great to start my morning with you guys. R- Ron, we got to ask you about this uh, this python thing. I saw the governor is, oh, we got a bad problem, and we're trying to figure out if we can eat them now, and we want everybody <laughs> to hunt and get involved in the Florida Python Challenge, and and then some lady comes out and is talking about python jerky and how she makes it, and, and there's pictures. What do you think? Are we ever going to be? We're, they're trying everything to get rid of these pythons. There's, first of all, there's no way to get rid of them, is there? No, I don't think there's any way to get rid of them totally short of some kind of pathogen, natural, natural, you know, natural pathogen that comes in and wipes them out, some kind of, kind of a pandemic for pythons. But short of that, we're not going to get rid of them just by trying to catch them all because we'll never be able to find them all. You know, they're estimated to be tens of thousands, over 100,000, some say, of these pythons in the Everglades. And I've been in the Everglades, Joe, where, you know, you're tracking pythons, and I'm right next to one, and I don't see it. And the only reason we know it's there is because we put these, these transponder chips in them so we can track them, so we can find other ones. And I, I literally, I'll be 10 feet from it, looking right where it is, and I can't see it. You know, you think you can go out there and hunt. People don't realize how vast the Everglades is and how, you know, really impenetrable it is in many areas. So it's ludicrous to think we're going to go out there and catch them all. This is kind of, in my opinion, this is kind of like a publicity thing to kind of raise awareness of how serious the problem is and that we do need to get rid of them. Ron, python jerky, though, really? Is that where we're at now? Yeah, what do you think of the lady trying to promote this python jerky? You know, Joe, you know, right now we're thinking, come on, you got to be out of your minds, but you know, it could be something that people like, and they taste it. And you know, I think when people first said, "You know, I'm going to eat an alligator," people said, "Oh, you just said I'm going to you out of your mind." An alligator? Come on, disgusting! And all of a sudden, somebody has an alligator tail, and they went, "Whoa, this is not so bad." And you know, if they can come up with a commercial use for this thing, it becomes somewhat of an economic drive. Then they'll say, "Hey, listen, you know, I don't really." give a darn about pythons but if i can sell some python meat and make some money and maybe eat something that tastes good it might help to to take these pythons out it's what yeah. they did with the lionfish remember when they first caught lionfish they said, well, yeah. you can't eat these things. and all of a sudden they came up with cookbooks for lionfish which it's freaking delicious when it's prepared properly and people said yeah catch me some lionfish <laughs> so it's a <laughs> right. way yeah. to get to the goal yeah i wow. got you no no question all right are you ready to go back in the zoo now i i got a question for you so we're out feeding, yeah. the, feeding the giraffes with, with the kids, with the grandkids, and we're going through it. And, um, Joe Rose with grandkids. Man, I can't right. believe that. Well, that's where we are. That's <laughs> where we are. Hey, so, so do, those, uh, do those giraffes all get along? Like, can you put all the giraffes out at once and they'll get along yeah. or there's no problem? Yeah, giraffe, no, giraffe are herd animals. So they actually kind of depend on each other's presence in the herd has lookouts for any kind of danger, and they do bond with each other. So giraffes are herd animals. You know, they're animals like the black rhino. It's not a herd animal. It's a solitary animal. You don't put black rhinos together. You don't put tigers together. Uh, now, lions are put together. Lions are the only large social cat. Right. So you need to know the, the social structure of the animal, but giraffes are definitely a herd animal and can be put out altogether. All right, I have one more dumb question. We are laughing it's about It's not a dumb question. I told you you had to ask these questions to Ron. You can't so, ask them to me. I don't know so the So the monkeys, as you come They're in, the, dumb. the monkeys are all kind of split up on their own little uh, tree there, and there's a little space between them. Is there any way that if one got real salty with the other one as far as male monkeys go, 
that one could flip over and get over to the other tree? Because it sure looks like it, man. It looks like Yeah, no, they could. They could if they wanted to, Joe. They have the physical capability to swing from one island to the next. Having said that, they have already established their territories. That's why if you come here early in the morning uh, when the zoo first opens, you'll hear them calling. you hear the Simon just, Yeah. <laughs> first thing. The going, I got it. I got that sound. That's why I stood there and watched it, and I go, oh, one's threatening <laughs> to kick the other one's ass right now. Well, yeah. Well, the one's basically telling the other one, listen, you stay there. I'll stay here, and life will go on. Cross the bridge, there's going to be trouble. And they respect each other that way. That's how animals communicate, Joe. You know, it's, we can learn a lot from animals, you know, yeah. on learning how to get along. <laughs> That's how I communicate with so Hollywood. So you're saying it's you perfect. don't have Republican right. and Democrat monkeys. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> That's think very so. nicely no. put right no, I there. I don't think so. Ron, by the way, and I told these guys, I think your, your Twitter feed, your social media feeds are always really fun because – you get these incredible pictures, and I was showing Joe the picture of the mother. What is it, the mother and the daughter? The tiger picture. You just, I mean, tiger that, cub. I that's unbelievable. That. Oh, what God. a great picture! Yeah, great picture, brother. I waited. I, I've been out there for days and hours on end, waiting. You have no idea because that mother never comes out. She's very shy, and when she comes out, she's never next to the cub, or they're running away, and all I get their their butt ends. It was hours and hours. I got that picture right before the skies opened up and it started pouring. And it was just a split second, man. You know, photographers will appreciate that moment when you catch that moment, you know. So uh, when I put that on, on my Twitter feed, I, and I'm so, you know, I'm so flattered by all the people who go to my Twitter and my Instagram and stuff and say, oh, wow, these pictures are great. I really enjoy sharing that. That's why I'm on those social media platforms. It's just trying to connect people with wildlife. And hopefully when they see these pictures, they go, you know what, that's something we need to protect. Ron, I don't want to kiss your ass too much, but that zebra picture, that was you who took that picture too? Oh, yeah, the zebra picture, yeah. Ron, that's your best work. That's your best work I've seen in a while. Were you you a foot away from it? Yeah, well, no, I wasn't. I had a really long lens, and I just positioned myself in a way so that, you know, it compresses the photo, which makes all the lines turn into, like, this beautiful graphic design, which, like I say, if you take the time to really look at nature, you're looking at the greatest art on the planet. Yep. It's really good I just showed Joe that picture. That 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 zebra picture is is just incredible. Right. So so I got to ask you uh, an out-of-shape old guy and maybe a guy overweight question for the zoo. And, again, I got to be be careful because (laughs) – no, I was talking about myself, actually. So (laughs) – Best way to get around on a hot day, if people are coming out this weekend, would you recommend the guy that decides to get in one of those carts that he's got to ride the bike and he's not getting a lot of help from his kids and he's got to buy himself because I see those guys gassed a little bit. Are you, are, you better, are you better off just walking? What would you recommend? Well, Joe, if you have the capability, listen, I think it's a great deal. We have these VIP tours now. Uh, they book up really early. But it gives you your own private golf cart with your own private guide. It includes uh, oh. a meal ticket, too. So you get a meal basket. Oh, now it's so 89, good. It's $89 a person, but it's a two-hour tour with your private guide on a golf cart. You get the satisfaction of driving by these people, walking in the heat, going, oh, my God, how do I get one of those? And you just smile like, because I'm Joe Rose. You know what I'm saying? It's oh, one of those, those are things. Nice. No, I'm, I'm looking at I'm it. Showing them the awesome. picture now, Ron. Yeah, the golf yeah, cart. Yeah. Right. The VIP tour. That's the way to do it, brother. But you got. They sell out every weekend. They're sold out ahead of time. You got to make the reservations ahead of time. 
But I'm telling you, that's the way to go. That is the way to go. And when you think about it, listen, it costs you 100 bucks just to get into Disney. Here for 89 bucks, you're going to get a private guide on a golf cart and a meal included. Right, that's great. That's well, I, I think I sent you a picture last time I was there because we went on one of the tram rides around the whole park, me, my son, and my wife. And I had yeah. I had such a good time, and I saw so much of the park, everything, and was basically given information on everything we drove by. Yeah. That's a good way to go, too. The yeah, VIP experience the tram, is something. Tram that tram's is good, awesome. The problem is, yeah, the tram is good, but the problem is now on weekends it gets so busy you don't run the tram on weekends. Oh. They only run their monorail on weekends because they can't get the tram through the walkways. Right. There's so many people in the walkways. So the tram only runs on weekdays. That was so awesome. if you're coming on a weekend, which most people want to do, I'm telling you that VIP tour is the way to go, brother. You're yeah. uh, you're back uh, 100% capacity, right? Are you guys back? Yep. Yep. We're, we're fully open. Everything's up and everything's going. Well, listen, man, we just wanted to thank you for coming on, talk a little bit about uh, the zoo and uh, you answer some hey, questions hey. that old people have when they're walking around watching, like, <laughs> I wonder, and, and you answered them, so thank you. Hey, it's always a pleasure to be with you guys, man. Be safe, stay healthy, enjoy the day. Thanks, Ron. Ron appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. All right, take care. Take care. Always good to hear from Ron McGill, taking things a little light as it is the weekend. So up next, we're going to hear from the Greeny Show. Comes up there and he calls me a goat. I was glad he didn't call me a donkey. Coach K addresses the masses about his pending retirement plus some reggae music because it's a feel-good Friday here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best you've heard over the past twenty four hours here on Five Sixty. I am Dan Day at Dan Day Radio on all the social medias, and it is a feel good Friday. So I got that reggae music, make you feel irie all weekend long here in South Florida. As if you didn't have enough reasons to feel good, now a little extra something, as we say in South Louisiana, where I'm originally from, a little lanyap, a little something extra. The reggae music. Got a little something extra for you right now. Greeny Show. They're diving into Coach K's address from the podium on his pending retirement. From North Carolina, Durham to be exact, which is where Mike Krzyzewski any moment now will address the media and the world for the first time since it was announced that this coming season will be the last of his ridiculously successful and brilliant career. I can see some people starting to work their way into the room. I have a live feed, our TV uh, folks are providing that for me, so I'll be able to see right when he walks in and we'll give you a sense um, of when he has entered the room. Again, Mike Krzyzewski, who you could make an argument, you could defend an argument, has been the most successful sports coach in the history of our country. When you consider everything that he has done, including what he's done with USA Basketball and all the success in college, they've just turned out the lights, and here he is. He has just entered. Mike Krzyzewski is walking into the arena where they are doing what looks like a light display. He's holding hands with his wife, who you've seen sitting courtside at his games forever. He's wearing a mask, which he has just taken off or pulled down. I can see he's now ascending a, a flight of stairs. So Mike Krzyzewski will be addressing the media right now. Let's listen in. Coach K announcing the end of his brilliant coaching career. Again, standing there, I can see he's now clapping along. There seems to be music playing. The, the fans, there are people who are assembled there. They're all applauding for him, and he is sort of clapping along. Maybe they're playing the Duke fight song. I can't hear it. I can see it. Um, as as I sit here, and again, I will let you know when he is walking directly to the microphone and beginning his address, Mike Krzyzewski, who has been at Duke, has led them to five national championships and 12 Final Fours, began his head coaching career at Army in 1975, legendary played for Bob Knight uh, in his earlier life, and, and again is there standing now and sort of basking in the adoration, and he is taking a seat. Let's see if he is the first to start speaking, here's Coach K. Coach Krzyzewski, 
Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks, uh, uh, you know, listening to, to you guys uh, and hearing the music. How, wow, I miss that music. I miss people on the court. I miss Cameron. And uh, I'm so excited about this upcoming year. A couple of our guys are in the audience. Um, we had a Zoom yesterday. You know I'm excited to, to coach you guys. And, and uh, I'm so, so proud of be, have been the coach at Duke University. It is a little bit tough, though. You know, my AD, my friend, Kevin White, comes up there and he calls me a goat. I was glad he didn't call me a donkey. You know, but, uh, uh, and then it's not about having a run next year. It's about having a finish, just so we're on the, on the, same, on the same wavelength. Thank you all for being here. Uh, there's so many important people in the audience. I will tell you the most important people are right here in front of me. My family, my daughters, their husbands, and my ten amazing grandchildren. And uh, how lucky are we that we've had this the, you know, for most of the time whenever they were born. We've had them here right, right with us, and that's helped immensely. And it, really what's happened, then we've been a family. We've been a family. And then with all my guys, the guys who are on my staff, with John taking over after this year, he'll be incredible. Uh, Chris, Nolan, you know, all my former players who've come back to help coach. and It's been a family atmosphere. And I just want to tell you, I've been a, a very lucky guy. I mean, a really lucky guy. When I was 16, I was a junior in high school and at Weber High School in Chicago. And I had a coach, and then I had a teacher, Coach Ostrowski and Father Rogue. And they had such an impact on me that I knew... I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I, I, I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be a teacher. And that's what I've been. But I've been that, and I've, I've gotten some incredible, op- amazing opportunities. Yeah. The very first opportunity, God was good. God was really good. He gave me my mom and dad. They were really good. What an opportunity. And I've had so many opportunities, more than more than almost anybody, I think. But it, that, was the, that was a great opportunity to grow up in the Krzyzewski family. Even though a mother with eighth grade education, a father with two years of high school, they had a belief in education, and they had a belief in me. I didn't know that at that time. I felt it probably every day of my life. And so what presented the first opportunity to go to West Point, I wouldn't have taken it without their belief. I was afraid, and I was afraid when I was there. But their belief was always behind me. There are a lot of people who have... Most of us get a certain number of opportunities. Some of us get more than others. The best opportunities are the opportunities that are backed up with belief. My mom told me when I was in high school at Weber, she said, Michael, whenever she had something important, it was Michael. Michael, always be with good people. And I followed her advice my whole, whole life. And so when I was at West Point, how lucky can you get? I'm at the greatest leadership school in the world, the greatest character-building school in the world, and I'm playing for one of the greatest coaches of all time in Bob Knight. Boom, boom, boom. Those aren't punches that knock you out. Those are punches that give you that leadership, character, the knowledge of playing for 
you know, a brilliant, brilliant coach. How lucky can you get? I can get a lot more lucky. I get to serve in the Army, and uh, after I do my service, and the, uh, Coach Knight gives me an opportunity to go to Indiana and go to graduate school. I'm there for one year. They have one of the greatest teams of all time. I learned there. And then at 28, you think Shire's young. He's 33. I was 28, although, you know, more handsome you know, at that time in my life. And, uh, in my opinion, Marcel, not in your opinion. All right. And uh, uh, the people at West Point believed in me. I got that opportunity, and as a result, we turned around a 7-44 and 44 program into a 73-59 and 59 program. And then you get lucky again. Yeah, interview for the Duke job. The guy who had the most belief in me was Tom Butters. He really believed in me, and he believed in me multiple times. And he gave me this opportunity, and after three years, most people wanted that opportunity to go to someone else. I guess that's a nice way of saying they wanted to get rid of me. But not the guy who believed in me. Not the guy who believed in me. My opportunities were followed with belief. The best. The very best. And we started all of this. All of this. And then in the mid-90s, I got extremely sick physically, emotionally, mentally, and was going to get out of coaching. He believed in me again. But there was another guy who believed in me. His name was Keith Brody. He was my second president, and I've had great presidents. Keith Brody was, in my 41 years here, was the best person I've ever known. And during that time of presidency, he believed in me. He should. We won a couple championships. And all that. But he believed in me in one of my darkest hours for those months of rehabbing and getting better. He believed in me every day. Another opportunity. Wouldn't have taken advantage of it without belief. Strong belief. Throughout the years, it was a little bit easier to believe in me. Championships. and I'm glad a lot of recruits believed in me because they made me a heck of a lot better coach. Uh, some of the great players in the history of college basketball played right here. Played right here. And every day I had an opportunity to be with the best. And I found that relationship I had with the reverse of the relationship I had with Ostrowski, Coach Ostrowski and Father Rogue. Now they believed in me. Wow, what a life. I then get an opportunity to coach the United States team. 11 years. Jerry Colangelo, uh, yeah, he said, I want you, you're a college coach, and I want you to coach the national team. I jumped at it. And in our first competition, we lost. We didn't know what we were doing yet. And Greece beat us in the world championships in Tokyo in 2006. Powerful stuff right there from Coach K. Whether you love him or hate him, not a huge fan, got to respect him. Very, very cool stuff. He's got one more season in him, a farewell tour. We'll see how it goes. We're going to see how it goes since Hawk is out, but Joe Zagaki in with Crowder. Devin Booker went for 47 points, and he didn't correct. I don't know that he congratulated him. No, LeBron should have got in front of him yeah. what he should have done, Joe. Yeah, the, no, the Suns are a better team, especially with Anthony Davis. We all saw. He tried last night, but he couldn't play. I think it's going to go pretty well. Stick around for some reggae music and more of that here on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Lucifer, son of the morning. 
I'm gonna chase you out of earth Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind. Winning back some of the best you've heard over the past twenty-four hours here on Five Sixty, the Joe. How you doing? I am Dan Day. As you can hear, it is a feel-good Friday. Got that good reggae music going on, and you're just feeling good. You're vibing. You know the weekend's gonna be great. You know you live, or you're at least in South Florida. So ooh, go ahead and chase the devil. Like Romeo Max is telling you to do. Max Romeo, Romeo Max, chase the devil. Oh, yes. I'm going to do that a little bit tonight. Going to go hang out with my dude dude downstairs in my apartment complex. Giuseppe, Nathan, maybe my man Marco will be there. Going to have a good old time. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about in South Florida. We're always having a good old time right here on 560 The Joe. Weekdays from 2 to 6. Hawk and Crowder living it up. Especially Hawk today. He is living it up because he's off today. He took a vacation day. Solana, not so much. His tour is ACL and he just had surgery. So we're hoping the best for him. I have not communicated with him yet because he's got enough going on in his life. When everything starts to calm down, I'll start texting. I'll start calling. I'll start asking him if he needs me to bring soup or beer or whiskey or whatever to his house so he can recover fully. Fast recovery, Solana. We're looking out for you. Joe Zagaki also looking out for us. Miami Hurricanes, they got a little baseball action going on, but they're in Gainesville, so he's apparently not traveling with the team because he was here today. I saw the man in person, he and Channing Crowder, throwing it down to the studio. Danny G filling in for Solana, who's on the injured reserve, and they are making it happen right now. Talking about Lakers, they're done. What's up with Jelly Donuts and UFOs? Oh yeah, they're real. Bunch of NBA games last night. We got a couple of, we got a game tonight. Uh, LeBron is out. Marlins have lost six in a row. Hurricanes play at five o'clock. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. Yes, sir, you you feel bad for LeBron? I do not. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm I do with not. You. I'm not a. Th- I'm, I'm not I can't a fan. put my finger on it because I admire the way he plays, but lately it seems like he complains about a lot of stuff. And then last night, all the attention is on LeBron, and a lot of people were offended that he just walked off the floor. Devin Booker went for 47 points, and he didn't correct. I don't know that he congratulated him. No, LeBron should have got in front of him yeah. what he should have done, Joe. Yeah, the, no, the Suns are a better team, especially with Anthony Davis. We all saw. He tried last night, but he couldn't play. That was the most points a guy ever scored against a LeBron team in the playoffs, 47. Wow. That Booker, can he can score. Oh, that team with Aiden, Booker, and, and those guys, Chris Paul, we got to give him credit. He's old, but he's he, he done something to him, Joe. But, no, I like I like the Suns in the West now, especially with the Clippers about to get knocked out. Why does uh, LeBron get on our nerves? Is it because he, we, we still hold it against him that he left here? He beat the Heat last year. He always seems to uh, offer an opinion on something. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, I think a lot of people are like, hey, LeBron said I'm not playing in the Olympics, and everybody was like, okay, fine, you know. We've had enough of you for the last year and a half. I, I don't from from I don't know. I want to speak for you, Joe. From me, I respect him as a father. What he does with his kids, as a philanthropist. With right. the, I mean, he does a lot of great work. No oh question. My good. I promise school and as a yeah. player, he's I think he's the second best player that I've seen in my life behind Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, he'll never take over Michael Jordan. I don't Joe, I don't give a damn about the championships and all. Michael was a more dominant player. 
I he's just so calculated. That's why I don't like yeah. LeBron. Everything is is the is the 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 subtweeting and trying you know trying to get his point out there with not getting his point out there. Games what game five he walked off the court with five minutes left last night. He walked off the court when he knew he was going to lose. I don't I don't know. I don't think I would enjoy being his friend. That's why I don't like. Yeah, him. it just seems like there's always something else going on. Yes, right. Some other uh, motive. He's got he's motivated by some other situation whatever it is and then of course you know people make that comparison to jordan and all that one thing you knew about michael jordan he was just playing ball yes right and lebron lebron has all kinds of saying ulterior motives you know what pat riley said it you know the whole yeah if you have yeah. the guts you want to walk out the door it's always something i don't him. think I, I think a lot of people were are still stunned by the way he did handle that situation just seemed like he didn't face up go man to man eyeball to eyeball with riley he he right. left him in the lobby while he yeah. was playing FIFA. You know, on the and you, video don't, and game. you don't do that to a guy that has that kind of reputation. Yes, right. And that's why I was I was happy. I mean, Riley has earned Riley has earned a certain level of respect in the business, or just uh, I mean, he just earned a level of respect anywhere in life. And and, and LeBron you, doesn't respect. Yeah, him. you don't. And if you if you are always asking for respect, then you have to show respect as well. I'm with you, Joe. Right. Yes, yeah, so we're on the same page right. with LeBron. We had the Marlins lost six in a row. What else is going on, Sports Bomber, on this Friday as we uh, start things off? Well, like you said, the uh, Suns. Pressure's on you, by the way. 113-100. This is the first time LBJ has ever been kicked out in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. So that's a little sum right there. Okay. 14-1. Four, 14-1. and, one 14 and one. Yes. So, and the Nuggets beat the Blazers last night 126 to 115 in game 6. They win that series 4 to 2. Tonight the Mavericks will take on the Clippers at 9 p.m. The Martins will be taking on the Pirates tonight at 7:05. Cody Petit takes the mound for the Fish and Mitch Keller for the Buckos and hey, it's everybody's favorite food day cuz it's a double dose baby. It's National Donut Day and National Cheese Day. So pick your tips, pick your poison. Well, we're going to get the donut day in a moment. Joe, I, I have a beef to pick with donuts. Joe, I, I think I got a yeah. little precursor yeah. to this, Joe. I yeah. got to kill you on this yeah. one. No way. <laughs> I got to kill you on this one. I heard two, so I think I think we're on the same page on that one. I can't one. believe it. How can I be on the island by myself on a jelly donut? A jelly donut? You yeah, be way out me. there on your own, man. <laughs> Joe, you still eating candy cigarettes? <laughs> jelly donuts, Joe? That's, that's 1945. It's simple, is it not? Powdered yes. jelly donut. There, and, and my outrage is there's a shortage. I went into Publix yesterday, probably the Publix you go to as well, and I'm just wandering around. I, I, I go into the bakery, and I said, you know, I haven't had a donut in a month. I've been pretty good. Working out, riding my bike, walking, can't run anymore. You have a jelly donut? And she said, no, we haven't had a jelly donut in three weeks. <laughs> I went, what do you mean? You had a shortage of jelly or a shortage of powder? How could you not have a jelly donut in the store for three weeks? Supply I, and demand. I heard last year, I understand, you know, last year we had a problem with salad. You couldn't get a salad yeah. because they were tainted. But what is there something wrong with straw, raspberry jelly? No. And it, by the way, a jelly donut is as American as an apple pie. No. Come on. Jelly donuts, Joe. All the other. Just glaze the chocolate frost. There's so many. Bear claws. There's so many other good ones, Joe. We'll get into it. All right. Man. What else you got, Bob? What about this jelly donut? Well, and finally, in uh, what I like to call, but I think there's the biggest story in the history of mankind, but nobody wants to talk about it anymore. The United States government has announced that UFOs are a real thing that they're investigating, and Marco Rubio wants to, wants to report on his desk at the end of the month. 
Okay, so UFOs are right there with Bigfoot. Uh, no, this is actually documented and real. This is not a Bigfoot I saw, thing. You know, I saw some of that stuff on, on 60, 60 Minutes. minutes. I, saw, and I shut it off. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> Give me a Joe, break. The, the Loch Ness Monster. A, a you believe in Loch Ness Monster? No, no, no. Dinosaur living in a lake I don't believe in, Joe. Bigfoot. There's not a big-ass gorilla man walking around. But, Joe, UFOs. UFOs? The universe is so big. We're the only thing intelligent in this whole universe. I've believed in aliens my whole life. I've been on this earth now a, a substantial amount of time, and I've yet to see some little green guy pop up anywhere. Because <laughs> so. well, they're know, smarter than say. us. It's not necessarily. It doesn't have to necessarily be an alien. There are many different. There are many different possible mind-blowing explanations for what these UAPs, as they call them now, might be. Like, think about it. Like, if it's not an alien. What if it's like some country that has this incredible new technology that is going to just, just change the way we, we conceptualize technology now? It could, whatever well, it I is, could, I could see, it's an object that moves I, I, I in understand a way that, that, have, that defies gravity, has no thrust, it just and it moves faster than anything we've ever seen. Like, whatever that is, that's insane. It's world-changing. Well, I understand another country, an enemy, could have some gizmo flying out there to cause chaos. The question I would pose to you is, with all of our so-called intelligence what country would that be that's exactly what we're trying to figure out joe and what and how has that country kept it a secret for this long since there are no secrets that's why it's such a great <laughs> question no, joe fellas it's no country it they are not from here they're coming from another universe <laughs> out there in space you re joe honestly you believe that we're the only intelligent life forms in the universe on earth but yes Joe, Joe, that's so, mathematically impossible. It, really? Mathematically, it's impossible. And you have seen evidence of what? Well, there's actually, uh, is there a, actually okay. They've actually been looking to at steal a line from yesterday. From to steal a line from one of these uh, what do they call them immunologists yesterday. Mm -hmm. You need extraordinary evidence for an extraordinary uh, plot or whatever. Do you have extraordinary evidence? It's like this is like instant replay in the NFL. Yes. You, no. you, do you have evidence to overturn? <laughs> yes. To I, overturn my call. I saw Men in Black 1, Men in Black 2, <laughs> and Men in Black International. Oh, come on now, Channy, man. Don't make me look bad now. Last I one got real garbage. science here, bro. No, no, no. I'm It's just joke. Like, those stars. You know stars are billions of miles away. So those stars that are billions of miles away, we don't even know if Pluto really exists. I, they were Pluto, then there wasn't Pluto. Through my life, Joe, they told me that Pluto was nothing, and Pluto was something. Pluto was nothing. Oh, I think Pluto is a character at Disney World. <laughs> so, way, so way out there, billions of miles away, we're the only thing that can breathe and talk well, and think and communicate. I can't believe that. Per perhaps a billion miles away there is something, but on the little th sphere that's spinning around that we're occupying, no. Yeah, they're coming into our little sphere and hanging out with us. But they've been saying that for for years. Well, you go back to uh, uh, Halloween night in the 30s when Orson Welles created on radio the the War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Yeah. War of the Worlds, right? And he said we were being invaded. People actually believed him. He, he was really off buildings and stuff. He was really good at radio, by the way, for people to believe him. But people believed him that we were being invaded by aliens so we haven't been invaded just yet <laughs> you know they might not be hostile joe they might be friendly aliens i don't i can't go with you on this <laughs> okay, one, joe. all right we'll be so joe z you're saying there's a chance come on we all know aliens exist and walk among us they just kind of stay incognito right right well living in south beach in florida south florida that you kind of know a lot of aliens why else would they come
you know, hang out at the beach, have a good life here in South Florida. They're good enough technology to get here. Why not stay somewhere nice? They're not flying to Des Moines, Iowa. I'm telling you that right now. I'm not taking shots at Des Moines, Iowa. I'm just saying if they had the choice, and they do, they're choosing South Florida, not Des Moines, Iowa. They may have Los Olas in Fort Lauderdale. They'll go to the Elbow Room. They can go to On the Rocks in North Beach. All the cool little dive bars. If they want to go to South Beach, they can go to the Deuce. Maybe they can go to Lost Weekend. Maybe I'll be there. Maybe I'm one of them. It's just one of those things. Now, one man that has qualities far, far superior than most of us, the Godfather, Pat Riley. He had his exit interview the other day. He said some knowledgeable things. One thing that everybody wants to know about is what's going to happen with Victor Oladipo. We knew, uh, Dave, when we made the trade that there was uh, a risk. Uh, he ended up injuring himself, you know, four games into a, this run, and uh, he's had a surgery. Uh, and it would be like any other uh, free agent that we would have on the team that sustained that injury. You know, he'll be rehabbing with us um, until he's healthy enough to get out of that cast. And uh, I don't even think there's going to be any rehabbing going on right now at all. It's just healing. He's got to let it heal and heal and heal and get strong and attached. You know, from that standpoint, I think think we'll just monitor him. We're going to work with him, and then we'll see what what happens when – in August when we sit down and talk to him. Interesting stuff there from the Godfather, ready for some more heat action, even though they just finished up action. It's always heat time here in South Florida. Basketball town, I can say that. We love the Dolphins, we love the Canes. Basketball town, a lot of people talking about another guy from another basketball town, Portland's own Dame Lillard, not being very satisfied with the organization. Maybe Miami, but we'd have to get back that 2023 pick from Oklahoma City. Riley addressed that. Well, any time you negotiate with uh, with anybody that has an asset of yours, then you got to find out what the cost would be. So we haven't had those kinds of discussions. We don't have any kind of understanding on anything. You know, OKC has that pick; it's protected. But now we got you know seven picks out of our next eight years, basically, and uh, we don't have many second round picks. But uh, but Barry, to answer your question specifically, no, there's there's no understanding on the 20. So maybe we can unlock this 2023 pick from Oklahoma City and get Dame Dalla here in South Florida. That would be a good fit because he shoots all over the place. He's kind of flashy, yet he's hardworking. He's down to earth. Yeah, one of my favorite players. And I love Portland, but I also love the Pelicans, but I also love the Heat. And if I can have him on the Heat in my town watching him all the time, Yes, indeed. So, Dame Dalla, stay in Portland. It's best for everybody. But if you're going to go anywhere, the only two teams you should think about are the Heat and the Pelicans. One team you definitely don't want to go to, the Milwaukee Bucks. They're kind of, in Pat Riley's words, a little disrespectful, sort of, when they defeated us and sent out some tweets. The Godfather shows he's still got a little dog in him with these comments. I wouldn't have ever tweeted out something like that. But that's, and I don't know who gets credit for that tweet or whatever. Uh, you know, we were the best team other than the Lakers last year. Uh, and we ended up in the finals, whether it was the bubble or any place else. And so, you know, I take pride in the fact that people will say that the heat and its culture were best suited for the disciplines needed in the bubble. And if that's, the case, then fine. Then we had a little bit of an edge. Uh, I don't think that's solely the reason, but uh, 
we had some meltdowns in the bubble. It wasn't easy. And what happened to us last year in the bubble was last year. And what happened to us this year is, is what happened this year. And we'd have to deal with those circumstances. So I, I, don't, I don't look at that as a slight, but, you know, when people want to jump on it and say something negative about it, then that's their problem. That's their issue. Don't make the Godfather mad. He's getting revenge. Just like you guys had revenge this year, we might get our revenge next year against the Bucks. No revenge on my mind. It's the weekend. Nothing but good vibes. I'm getting out of here. Going to kind of lay low, go downstairs, hang out with my neighbors, Giuseppe and Nathan. Maybe watch this big Luka Doncic, Dallas Mavericks, taking on the L.A. Clippers, maybe ruining their season. Both L.A. teams could be out of the playoffs. Woo! That is something crazy. If you want to get at me this weekend, it's real simple. You can search the streets of Miami. That's going to be hard, but it's simpler just to go to at Dan Day Radio, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and one day maybe OnlyFans. You can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows wherever you get your podcast. The Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's absolutely free. Or you can go to our website, WQAM.com. Have a great weekend. Let's do it next week, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Enjoy. I am Dan Day. Thanks for listening. This is 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 